for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. along with Headmaster Jeremy Duo. So if you're looking for options of high school education, in fact, I think this uh, fall it's only going to be for ninth graders, but they'll explain all that. So they're going to be kind of building ninth through 12th eventually. Uh, their website, ChestertonAcademyFW.org. And so Jeremy and Stephen are here in the studio with me, and we'll talk about that. In fact, uh, Stephen uh, was here for the last one, but he didn't speak. And so uh, he's uh, he's got an interesting background. He's a former atheist uh, and a convert to the Catholic Church. And so I want to hear a little bit about that and also just what's going on with uh, the Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth. They're planning on opening it up this fall uh, in, in Fort Worth uh, with a, a ninth grade class, as I mentioned. All right, before that, let's talk about a few things going on here at the station. The first thing I want to tell you about is that we are only about two and a half months away from our Summer Speaker Series event, May, June, July. Yeah, oh, yeah actually about two months. Uh, July 20th is going to be the Summer Speaker Series event. It's the 15th annual, 
And they've just been kind of building and growing. And, uh, you know, last year with Bishop Strickland, before that with Father Ricardo, we've had all, all kinds of just incredible speakers. This year, our speaker is going to be none other than Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy. Okay, so we just last week opened up the website. And I don't know how many tickets have been sold yet, but tickets are officially on sale. And Diane has been kind of scouring talks by Father Bill Casey and getting little clips of it. And so we put these little things called uh, donut spots together, where there's like my voice at the beginning of the end and then a clip from Father Bill Casey. So we're going to play one of those right now, just to kind of give you an idea. And we want to see you at this event. This is a fundraiser to help us get through the lean summer months uh, here with the station. And it's laid back. It's at the Frontiers of Flight Museum. You get a you know glass of wine and eat some food. You know, mingle with your friends. Get out of the heat. Hear a great talk. A Q and A session. It's a fundraiser. You can make a little extra donation if you'd like. And uh, you walk away edified and uh, glad you went. It's always just been it's just been an amazing event. So here's one of our donut spots that Diane put together uh, that's promoting the July 20th Summer Speaker Series event. Here it is. The 15th annual KTH 910 AM Summer Speaker Series event will be Thursday evening, July 20th at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in Dallas with guest speaker Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy. Someone would ask me what I think is the biggest single problem facing the Catholic Church today, scandals notwithstanding. I would answer without any hesitation that it is the widespread loss of faith in our Lord's real presence in the Blessed Sacrament. Tickets are $75 each and are on sale now at SummerSpeakerSeries.com. That's SummerSpeakerSeries.com. All right, there it is. That's the uh, the spot. We've got more of those. So please go to that website, summerspeakerseries.com, and get your tickets. We'd love to see you there. We're hoping, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred people pack into the uh, Frontiers of Fight Museum for that event on the 20th of, of July. All right, a couple other things. Uh, we are looking for new sponsors. Uh, you've probably heard uh, Subiaco Academy is a new sponsor in the station. We have Sacred Heart uh, Catholic School in Munster, they are running uh, a lot of spots, okay? And uh, we've got, I think, like five or six different versions of that spot. Also, um, uh, Great Hearts uh, Academy in Irving is a new sponsor. They're looking for teachers, and they, uh, you know, obviously, they, 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 I think the Catholic faith kind of aligns with their mission. They're a charter school, a uh, classical school, and so if you'd like to be a teacher or a teacher's aide, uh, look at uh, Great Hearts as well. If you own a business, small or medium or large, and would like to support Catholic Radio while we promote your business, we'd love to uh, to talk to you. You can email me directly and um, and talk about uh, sponsorship. My email is davepalmer at grnonline.com, davepalmer at grnonline.com, okay? And uh, just a little bit of information about Camp Subiaco. This is for boys 9 to 13 and Subiaco, Camp Subiaco is run by Benedictine monks up in Arkansas. They are about uh, 110 miles northwest of Little Rock. Actually, I went up there on a family retreat one time. You ever been to Subiaco, been, been to Arkansas? No, I haven't, but I heard it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Arkansas is a beautiful yeah, state. all natural, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, just things like the waterfalls and mountains and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And so uh, this is uh, just... Fun for your son, if you, uh, you know, son or grandson, uh, considering this, uh, go to the website, campsubiaco.org, campsubiaco.org. I'm going to record an interview with them, and we're going to play it on Memorial Day, because, of course, we won't have a good news show on Memorial Day in a, two, a couple weeks. And so, uh, let's see, well, what else? It's, uh, yeah, they're located in the foothills of the Wachita Mountains, 
and uh, they have been doing summer camps for 75 years. The first camp is going to be the week of June 18th through the 24th, and then they have June 25th through July 1st, and then I think uh, they have some camps perhaps in um, further into July as well. So campsubiaco.org, campsubiaco.org. All right, uh, what else? Uh, don't forget, Feast of Ascension is this Thursday. So we're off. Yeah, we're off. <laughs> and I don't know if a lot of parishes or dioceses have moved it to Sunday. I know in my parish, it's a, it's a holy day of obligation, We because I'm in the ordinariate, and we we go to Mass on Thursday. But uh, be sure to, uh, at, at any rate, uh, mark Thursday as being a, a holy day um, uh, of obligation that may, I don't know what the Dallas and Fort Worth Diocese are doing. I'm, my guess is probably moving it to Sunday, but, um, you know, we'll have to, have to check on that if you're in the, in the, any of those parishes. All right. Well, it is, uh, just about 10 after the hour now. And, uh, is there anything else that, uh, we need to talk about? I think that's about it. Any other, uh, oh, you know what? One other thing real quickly. This Saturday, do you know they're having the ordination? Of priests for the uh, Dallas oh, Diocese. For, yes, and I think Fort Worth, I'm not sure if they already had theirs, or if theirs is also yeah. the same uh, Dal- Dallas is Saturday morning, this the this Saturday, uh, at St. Jude. In okay. Allen. Okay, oh, is that right? Okay, okay. I was thinking it was at the uh, cathedral. Eight but, yeah. men. Eight men. Are they, they're, yeah. they're, they're ordaining eight men. Yes, yeah, so That's I'm a like, big, I cannot big put group. a PSA announcing all eight of their names. Yeah, right. You can't get it all in 30 seconds. <laughs> all right. So congratulations. I'm planning on going. I'm hoping to be there. It's uh, it's just an, an amazing liturgy and to see eight new men becoming priests of the Catholic Church in the Diocese of Dallas. Bishop Burns must be uh, just, just uh, so giddy excited to have uh, eight new priests coming into the diocese. So, all right. Well, that's uh, what's going on. Uh, thanks for joining us. Let's move on to our first topic. And uh, do, you, do you want headphones? Okay. okay yeah, you let me. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let me go ahead and give you those. <laughs> We're having a little switcheroo with the uh, the headphones here. All right. Let's talk about Chesterton Academy. As I mentioned, this is a uh, a new school. It's called a classical high school in the Catholic tradition, opening up in Fort Worth, Texas, in fall of twenty three. In studio, Stephen Barmore is the vice president of the board, and also Jeremy Duo has been tapped as the headmaster of uh, Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for being here. Good to see you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave, for having us again. Now, Stephen, last time we did the interview, uh, you sat patiently and listened to the other three guys, because we only have so many microphones, and so you were the guy uh, that didn't uh, speak. So I want to start with you, and uh, I just want to read your bio off the, the website and learn a little bit about you and got what, how you got involved in Chesterton Academies, <laughs> and then we'll talk about what's happening in the fall and why people should be uh, excited about this and if they've got uh, students of the right age category, consider it and go get a tour or, or whatever needs to be done. Uh, Mr. Barmore is from Houston, uh, but he's called Fort Worth home since 2015. He has a degree in philosophy from Sam Houston State University and Holy uh, Apostles Co- College and Seminary. He has eight years of teaching experience in both Catholic and public high schools. He currently works for Winston PC in Dallas. He's a convert from atheism. Uh, he was received into the Catholic Church in 2010. He and his wife, Linky, have three daughters, Rosemary, Dorothy, and Lucy. 
and they are parishioners at St. Benedict Catholic Church in Fort Worth. Is that all accurate? That's all accurate, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, atheism. Well, can you tell us a little bit? I know, I know we're not here to talk about you specifically, but I'm just curious, especially since, you know, in, in light of your, you know, your effort now to get this school started, uh, tell us about your atheism and what brought you into the church. Sure. I mean, I, I, could, I could tell you, you know, briefly that, you know, the path to uh, the road of perdition, rather, is rather broad. It's quite easy to fall into uh, godlessness. I had uh, good. I have good parents. I just chose bad mentors and made bad choices, uh, so to speak, to form malform myself uh, from the ages of twelve to twenty or so. Uh, and I I went through. Um, I went to the end of the road of atheism. Found that the license that I thought that I had um, was actually very restrictive and exhausting. Um, so in college, I fell I fell in with some um, some non denominational uh, Christians. Um, who modeled for me, you know, fraternal love and community. Um, and I accepted God at that point, early 2009, and began to ask several questions. This was a very biblically-based church. Uh, they prided themselves on, on knowing Scripture backward and forwards. I read with them toward the end of Acts of the Apostles and asked, you know, what happened after that? Um, and I got a variety of answers. Uh, I, I, was, I encountered several uh, anti-Catholic sentiments that were in popular usage in this group, um, and I, that only made me ask more questions. Um, at the same time, I had a philosophy professor who was uh, foundational in my conversion. Uh, I knew, learned after the fact that he himself was a new Catholic convert, uh, and he presented um, the Catholic intellectual tradition in a way that uh, was very palatable and attractive to me. So I had these two influences toward Christianity in my life and uh, began asking questions Finally, it reached ahead when um, the non-denominational pastor uh, of the church that I was attending asked that I be baptized, and, which I remembered. I'd been baptized as a kid, and I said, well, you need to be re-baptized. Um, I said, I don't think so. I was like, well, well, come out with us, and you can see it, and we'll see what, what you feel. And I, I watched this baptism in a lake. Uh, a young woman, she was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus. Mm. And I asked, you know, I asked them after that, why, why did you do that? Uh, and they said, well, there's... Both are in scripture. Both formulae are in scripture, and at that point, I uh, realized that you know I was reading a lot of Catholic material, Catholic online, listening to Catholic radio, um, and I joined RCIA just to see what it was, and saw it through to the end, uh, and finally felt at home, uh, found my home in the Catholic faith. Mm, wow, that's an amazing story. And uh, how did you get connected? I know you see. I said in the bio that you have taught for eight years. How did you get connected with Carlos and Chesterton Academy? Yeah, I met Carlos. Um, I was married in 2012, and my wife uh, was not Catholic at the time, and we entered the RCIA program at St. Andrews in Fort Worth, and that's where I met Carlos, who also was uh, going through RCIA with his soon-to-be wife, um, and we've been friends ever since. And you guys are both converts. Carlos is not. Carlos oh, he's not. That's right. Catholic. He's he's not. That's right. Okay, his wife was. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. And I, I pointed yeah. that out last time because mm-hmm. of uh, Chesterton being a convert himself, a rather famous convert uh, that Chesterton Academy is named after. So, what what is it? Uh, tell us uh, for those who were not able to hear the pre-recorded interview that ran a couple of weekends ago as our interview of the week. What is Chesterton Academy, and why Fort Worth, and uh, just kind of break the news for those who are hearing this for the first time. What is going to happen in the fall of 23 in Fort Worth? Well, this fall, we hope to open, open doors to the freshman class of the Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth. It is a um, classical high school in the Catholic tradition. It's three um, 
reasons for existence or to provide an affordable uh, classical education that transmits Catholic religion to to families um, in the area. We see a need for uh, more high school options in Fort Worth, which isn't uh, a referendum necessarily on the existing Catholic high schools, which are wonderful. Uh, we just need more options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And uh, the plan is fall of 23, and I mentioned last time when um, the others were on that a uh, big decision to make is who the headmaster is going to be. And uh, you guys have chosen Jeremy Duo, who is the new headmaster of Cheshire Academy of Fort Worth. He's in studio with me as well. So, uh, Jeremy, welcome back. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, so well, why was this uh, position and Cheshire Academy, you mentioned it last time about you becoming uh, aware of this and just realizing this is a perfect fit for your background, for you personally, but uh, tell us uh, why, why this, uh, you know, it's a pretty challenging position, starting something up uh, kind of from the ground. Uh, why, why is this appealing to you and Cheshire Academy in particular? Well, um, from from what I've learned over the last uh, almost year now about Cheston Academies uh, all around the country and even some internationally, the curriculum is just fantastically uh, stellar. I mean, really, it really is. Um, The integration that it has, the firm resting that it has on the Catholic tradition, uh, like I said last time, uniquely poises it to answer life's deepest questions, right, which we all have. Uh, And like I said last time also, uh, every... Every curriculum, every almost pedagogy presupposes an anthropology, presupposes mm-hmm. an idea of what man is and what man is for, even if you don't realize, even if you don't uh, teach like that on intentionally, right? Um, but we don't live, well, life does not admit of pluralism in this answer. Man is one thing, and we might all be all wrong, but only one of us can be right if we're mm-hmm. saying opposite things, right? Uh, and as Catholics, we have uh, those motives of credibility to believe that the Catholic faith is divinely revealed and is therefore the one that has the right answer to that question. What is man and what is he made for? And the classical education uh, offered by uh, just an academy rests entirely on that and is unashamedly devoted to that, right? And so that really attracts me uh, as a Catholic, right? It really attracts me as someone who's, uh, my, my background is in theology and catechetics, right? Someone who also, I mean, just on a, on a hobby level, uh, I enjoy reading and I enjoy literature and, you know, I, I dabble in poetry, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, as, as, a, as a British person, you know? Yeah, you kind of have to do that. Have you have to, that yeah. kind of an accent, you have to of dabble course, in poetry, uh, right? Of course, I mean, a cu- cup of tea and some poetry. Uh, yes. Heavier on the tea, though. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, because it's a, it's a wonderful answer, and it's, it's very intriguing, because I, I think most people who listen to this station, people who care and love the Catholic faith, realize you look out in the culture, something has gone terribly wrong. There's a misunderstanding of the basic premise of who a, a human person is. And, you know, we've got the, oh, made to the image and likeness of God, and, and uh, you know, kind of the, the pat answers. But how, as headmaster, you know, from day one, do you instill in kids who most of these kids are probably, you know, coming from pretty decent, you know, Catholic yes. families, but how how do you do that and create an environment educationally 
and just the whole the whole feel of the school to reinforce in them who they are. Well, what's what's your strategy for doing that? Other than the curriculum, of course. But how 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 what's what's what, what are you going to do? Well, actually, David, the curriculum, as as much as we we like to load it, it is secondary. It has to be mm-hmm. right because the way that things are handed on is really by fermentation, right? So any any uh, avid home bakers out there will know that. To get good fermentation, you have to get the right ingredients together mm-hmm. and then let it sit and give it time. And time does its thing, right? And what was once one thing over time becomes another without even the addition of any other ingredients, right? Um, and so it's the same thing here. We just You have to put the students in the right environment. But first and foremost, that right environment is actually at home, right? So... Um, the admissions process is, is of course, uh, will require family interviews, right? We want to know where, what it's like for you at home as a potential student of the Chesterton Academy, right? And that doesn't mean that if, uh, you know, if you have a terrible home background for whatever reason that you will be automatically denied. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not their fault, right? Yeah. Right. Not to, not to say that, but we'd like to know because, mm-hmm. and as I mentioned in the last interview as well, at the end, every child is homeschooled, whether the parents realize that or not. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, the church is insistent on the fact that parents are primary educators, right? and that does not change. Um, however, we want to put those, uh, those children uh, or those teenagers at this point um, in the right environment so that they can grow naturally, so that, so that what God is already doing in their life, we can continue to facilitate. Now, we can't really get in the way of God, but God likes to... God likes for his instruments to cooperate freely with him. And that's what we would be trying to do, right? And so we would just be offering, right, um, the, tr- the truths that have been handed on. But the way that we offer them, especially in, in a Chesterton Academy, is, is what we call the Socratic method, right? Not unique to us. And of course, it goes all the way back to Socrates. Um, but where we, where we respect the mind of the inquirer, of the student, you know, to allow his or hers, her, her ideas to kind of grow naturally, organically, you know? So asking lots of questions in the way that Socrates did, right? So, you know, maybe offer them some kind of proposition and what do you think about that? Okay, and why, why, why do you think about that? Oh, that's interesting. And, you know, and get that discussion going so that we can truly have those aha moments mm-hmm. instead of saying, well, actually, you know, uh, ancient Greece, the Logos is this. And if you read John 1, the Logos is the one that takes on flesh. And, oh, oh, and it's, you know, it almost becomes like trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it also, the students can also feel like, you know, we as Catholics, especially, like we're trying to put something into their food, like put, hide Catholicism in, this, in the <laughs> middle of the sandwich. Um, instead of saying, look at this and look at how this develops on its own. And then... And what do you think? And where do you think that goes? And where do you think that leads? And then they see, and then let's read John 1 together now. Okay, well, let's read it with an interlinear Greek. Look at this word. What do you think about that? Oh, Mr. Duo, that's, that's, isn't that what the guy in Greece was, was talking about 500 years earlier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, now I get it. And that reaction is let, what let, we're after. Let them discover it on their yes. own, but you're, you're just helping them along the way, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I, we are facilitators. Now, you know, people often talk about don't tell them what to think, teach them how to think. I don't really like that because that statement itself tell, tell, tells you what to think, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of contradictory. But apart from that, 
we do want to teach them how to think, but we also want them to end up with the right conclusions, mm-hmm. right? So it, we we it's the skill. Those are the skilled teachers that we're trying to hire now, who can grant that freedom, but also have uh, these human beings arrive at the truth. Yes. We're talking about Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth opening up in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, this fall, 23, Jeremy Duo is the headmaster. Steve Barmore, vice president of the board. They're located online at ChestertonAcademyFW.org. ChestertonAcademyFW.org. And, of course, named after the great uh, G.K. Chesterton, who uh, died in 1936, uh, one of the great, great converts to the Catholic Church. And uh, let's see, I want, to, I want to do two things. First of all, there's got to be some fundraising that needs to be done for this. Uh, Stephen, let me bring you in, uh, since you're the VP of the board. Where are y'all as far as location, you know, the, uh, tons of logistics, trying to figure this out? I, I can talk about teachers and start date and all that stuff with Jeremy, but, uh, uh, you know, how is... Uh, you know, how are you going to put this all together from a, a funding standpoint, and what can our how can our listeners help you? Sure, I mean they can visit the website and find um, links to donate through the website. Uh, we're also going to be announcing some events open to the public, um, for to which you know people can 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 come and and learn more about the Chester Academy of Fort Worth and contribute their support. Most of all, uh, your prayers are what what are needed the most. Um, pray for the success of this effort. Um, we. You mentioned the location. If you caught the interview of the week last weekend, we're located at 1000 Bonnie Bray in Fort Worth, just northeast of Fort Worth. Um, we hope to grow out of this location uh, after one or two years and move southwest of Fort Worth, um, east, I mean, west of uh, I 35, um, as that area is, is exploding in growth, as you well know. Um, yeah, please, uh, please continue your prayers and visit our website to add your support time, talent, and treasure. And we're still hiring, as, as Jeremy uh, has pointed out. We haven't completed the hiring of the faculty, but we're getting close. Mm. I would add that the fundraising is the last obstacle. Right. Everything else is in place. Oh, yeah. So you have hired some teachers. We, we, have, we have made a, a contingent offers, right? But it's all contingent upon the fundraising. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Very good. And how, how do you find teachers that you know, fit into this type of paradigm, this kind yeah. of mold that, you know, you, you you clearly are, you know, have it and you understand the the, the philosophy and, the, you know, the theology, but uh, especially for, for folks that are just going to be teaching for one grade, uh, that, that seems like a, a challenging thing. How do you, how do you, where do you find these people? Yes, I'm so glad you asked that because I'm actually shocked at how easy it's been. Oh, really? So what, what we've found is that these teachers are hiding in institutions that are, to them, um, not allowing them to express fully what they would like to. Mm-hmm. Right? So we've these great Catholic teachers who cannot but teach, so they're in some kind of educational institution somewhere, yeah. but have been praying and hoping that somehow, some way, something would come along where they could let go, mm-hmm. where they could say what they know they need to say, what they feel almost obligated to say without getting fired <laughs> without, without well, exactly yes without yeah. getting fired yeah not and and the interviews i've conducted so far what i've seen more more than anything is relief mm-hmm. absolute relief to say i would love to teach for you right i mean people who and they don't need to but people who have even expressed that they would take a pay cut to work here you know mm-hmm. because they have that missionary zeal 
Yeah. They, they're aware that the job that they do as educators, inside and outside of the Catholic Church, I would say, but especially inside the Catholic Church, aligns with some, something far bigger, right? They're not just cogs in a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working in the vineyard of the Lord. Uh, and to be able to do that uh, on a day-to-day full-time and not have to curb your sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, they've, they've come to us. People are, little, and we're surprised. We still need some more to come. Um, but I've, yeah, I've been really, really uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, students, do you have any yet? Uh, if somebody's listening right now and they got an eighth grader, uh, really, that, that's who you're looking for is current eighth graders, rising ninth graders. And, um, what should they do if they're interested? Contact you? Are you given tours of the facility, or, or what's the next step? Yeah, so we're not doing tours yet because um, we still have to get in there and uh, give it a facelift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not facelift, just you know, furnish it for for what purpose it for what it's uh, being purposed for. Um, we have just launched the pre-enrollment page on our website where students or parents can sign up make sure that they are now in the loop uh, and that we are um, that, we're, that we're aware of who they are just raise your hand and say hey I'm here this is a possibility you don't, it, it's non-committal mm-hmm. entirely at this point but just to say I'm interested in this please keep me in the loop as regards this fall and these kids will always be the top students in the in the school. I mean, yes. for the next four years, you're right. never going to have anybody older than you. I mean, that's, right. <laughs> that's a kind of a first graduating class, right? That's that's pretty exciting as well. Right. In the four years, looking looking far ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, th- this may be kind of a silly question, but it's maybe you, something that parents are asking you: Are there going to be any extracurriculars? Are there going to be any sports? Are there going to yeah. you, you know? What, what, tell us about that. Yeah. So this first year, it's all. Um, the extracurriculars will be very uh, limited, just by necessity. Yeah, right? we just we we don't know how many students we'll have. Uh, it's hard to say, so we don't know if we'll have enough for a team of of anything. Depends on mm-hmm. the sport, right? Uh, for example, uh, we will have things like um, like group readings, stuff like that, where we, you know read books together, and we'll have some poetry and, and some other things. Uh, prayer, of course, will be a, a daily uh, in the school, uh, including daily mass, actually. Uh, w- that won't be in the school, but we'll be attending uh, parish masses oh, okay. in the area. Um, it's actually a requirement of the Chesterton Network. Oh, is which, that right? Which we're also happy to oblige. Yeah, of course. yeah. Okay. Uh, Stephen, talk about tuition. You say affordable. Uh, do you have a number that you can say, or what is tuition going to be? Um, tuition this first year is going to be seven thousand nine hundred per student per year. Okay, mm-hmm. and are you at a point where you can people can talk financial aid? Is that on the table? Can they? Is there any any way they can do that or speak about that? And not this not this first probably few years. Okay, um, the nearest price point at a competitor would be somewhere close to eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand. So because it's so um, low comparatively speaking, we don't offer financial aid. All right. Uh, well, we are just about out of time talking about Chesterton Academy of Fort Worth. The website is ChestertonAcademyFW.org at ChestertonAcademyFW.org. Jeremy Duo is the headmaster, Stephen Barmore, the vice president of the board. And as they mentioned, you, they have a pre-application form up on the website now. You can also donate uh, through the website. 
the location, 1000 Bonnie Bray Drive in Fort Worth. Bonnie Bray Avenue in Fort Worth. Okay, so before we let you go, anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before uh, we close out this segment? Yeah, again, I'd really like to encourage the press, like Stephen said, but I'd also like to really encourage those those uh, financial donations. That's what's going to make the difference. This could not happen, right? And we need uh, people to to give those those two cents, those with the, their widows' mites, and all together make this a reality. Uh, I am in debt to Stephen and Carlos and Doug and their families, they have put in a monstrous amount of work over the last few years. I've come in the last moment to just, you know, run it into the end zone, let's say, but I haven't done anything. <laughs> uh, my job begins now. They have done a lot of work worth a lot more than what we're trying to raise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went please. out to, I think, one of the, the first or maybe one of the first information sessions where I met you and, uh, and Carlos and that, I don't even remember when that was, sometime last year. Uh, do you have any more information sessions coming up, Stephen? We have some private events for uh, some donor events that aren't open to the wide, wider public, but there will be events uh, that will be open. Uh, to, to prospective students as well, so they can get okay. to know one another and the faculty and the headmaster. We'll announce right. those through our website. All right. Uh, very good. Well, we will continue to promote what you're doing. Thank you for your big yes. I know this is uh, exciting and challenging all at the same time. Uh, again, uh, check them out uh, if this is something that you're interested in supporting, certainly praying for. And uh, if you have a, an eighth, eighth grader, rising ninth grader, and you want to consider this for, for the, uh, him or her, uh, just visit ChestertonAcademyFW.org. ChestertonAcademyFW.org. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, great, great to see you again. Thank you, Dave. All Thanks, right, this Dave. is uh, the interview. It's not the interview of the week. It's the Good News Show. I'm getting my shows mixed up, Diane. And uh, we are going to take a break and come back and talk about uh, a wonderful conference coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend at Mary Immaculate Parish in Farmer's Branch. It's called Holy Spirit 101. And we're going to have uh, Deborah Weldon and Tori Harris uh, here in studio with us to talk about that. So a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Good News Show. Hi, I'm Adam Bly. And I'm Debbie Giorgiani. We are the co-hosts of The Spirit World, heard right here on Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us this Saturday as we discuss the Blessed Mother's role in spiritual warfare at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. The Spirit World. GRNonline.com. Live in the Spirit. At Sacred Heart High School in Munster, we have a tradition of athletic success. We have over 73 combined state championships in multiple sports, and many Sacred Heart athletes have gone on to compete collegiately. Sacred Heart is small but mighty. Send your students to Sacred Heart for more playing time and less time on the sidelines. Go to shmunster.com for more info and to learn about our bus transport from Denton. Sacred Heart, a Catholic classical K-12 school and sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Come be a part of our family. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village. 
Attention all Catholics in Collin County. Join the new email group just for you, ETCHE. All Catholics in Collin County and nearby areas are invited to join ETCHE, which stands for Essential Collin County Catholic E-Network. If you're looking for a broad group of local Catholics to ask for recommendations for local doctors or contractors, a place to share your parish's events to Catholics across the county, ask for prayers, then look no further. Email eccemoderators at gmail.com if you have any questions or would like to join. The GRN welcomes our new sponsor, Camp Subiaco. Camp Subiaco is a summer camp for boys ages 9 to 13. The week is busy with go-karts, zip lines, campouts, canoeing, shotguns, 22, swimming, and boating. Camp Subiaco is all boy. Imagine spending a week at Subiaco Abbey in Arkansas, jumping off a cliff at Hidden Pool, canoeing on Third Lake, spending the night under the stars at the old monastery site. Give your son the gift of Camp Subiaco. Sign up now at campsubiaco.org. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions right, or comments at 877-757-9424. This uh, May 15th, 2023, I'm Dave Palmer, and a uh, really interesting interview, that, that last segment, about Chesterton Academy. Again, if you want to check them out on their website, uh, ChestertonAcademyFW.org, ChestertonAcademyFW.org. All right, we're going to move on to our uh, last topic of this program, and... It is a Holy Spirit 101 retreat that's happening next weekend, Friday, Friday, February, Friday, May 26th through Saturday, May 27th. It's going to be at Mary Immaculate Catholic Church on Valwood Parkway in Farmer's Branch. And I have a dear, uh, old, as in I've known her a long time, dear old friend, uh, Deborah Weldon here with me. In fact, Deborah goes way back to the days of Radio Xavier. It's such a, it's so cool to, to remain in touch with you. Uh, as you used to be one of my first guests when we did the Radio Xavier live show back on Sunday mornings on K-Sky. It must have been like 2005, uh, I think it was, but uh, good, good, to, good to see. I'm glad we good remained in touch all through all these years. And thank you for the opportunity to come in and talk about our event. Yeah, so you are volunteer team leader for Arise Ministries, and Tori has just made her way into the studio as well. She, uh, great, great to, to have both of you in here. So tell us, first of all, uh, Arise Ministries, uh, what's the connection between Arise Ministries and Holy Spirit 101 and, and your involvement and how all long right. you know, we won't? So Arise Ministries is, um, is something that Tori started, and she'll talk about it in the beginning. Um, underneath the umbrella of Arise, we have our Nights of Healing, where we have adoration, um, confession, and intercessory prayer teams, and Holy Spirit 101, which trains you to be on the prayer team, but it's, it's not something that requires you to be on the prayer teams. You can okay. just come and learn about the Holy Spirit, learn about intercessory prayer, and use it in your own personal life, um, or, and or come and help us um, feed the lines that are of people that are coming to be prayed with. Mm -hmm. And then since then, um, my team and I have discerned that Arise Ministries mission, there's a statistic that says almost 50% of Catholics don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. How true that is, we don't know. Hmm. And so what we're trying to do through Arise Ministries, that umbrella uh, ministry, is to create environments where people can have the ability to encounter God. 
So picking up on what Tori started at a night of healing, you can encounter God in the body of in the body of Christ in the prayer teams, in the priest in confession, Jesus in the Eucharist, and hopefully just through inspiration. And so we have also started a Bible study that's kind of a Lexio Divina small group thing. And another thing, God in Scripture, God in the body of Christ, and as we're trying to be open to the Holy Spirit's inspirations while we're doing that. So just trying to make that available to people who want to learn more. Very nice. Uh, interesting statistic about 50% of the people not having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, as, as dismal as some statistics are these days about belief in the real presence and that kind of thing, and part of me is like, wow, that's, that's, that's not too bad. At least 50, half, half of them do. But uh, let me bring Tori Harris into the conversation. Tori has been uh, not at this studio before, but at, at our studio a number of times, and I've talked to her about the Holy Spirit 101 and Arise Ministries. And so bring us back to tell us a little bit of biography of about yourself and how this all came about, Arise Ministries, and uh, from your perspective, since you started it all, well, the, the necessity of it. Well, like Deborah said, fifty. I, I don't. Where did you get that statistic, by the way? I've, so it's actually from Sherry um, Weddle's um, discovering intentional disciples, the dis- intentional discipleships. Wow. But it's from it's a Pew statistics, but her discerning um, gifts with people, yeah, and people not yielding to gifts have mm. kind of focused that there's some truth to that statement. Absolutely. Well. I, I believe that state. I haven't seen that, but I completely believe it. Father Michael Forge and I both back in 2014, 2015, both of us saw a need for, in order for evangelization and renewal to take place, people have to encounter the Holy Spirit. You have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit in some capacity. I, the catechism tells us this. This is one of the oldest teachings of the Catholic Church. So it's, it's this isn't new information. What was challenging was that when Catholics wanted to specifically learn about the Holy Spirit, the resources that teach you to do that are very sparse. And the ones that are most well-known are very intellectual. They're really heady. It's going to be reading, um, let's see, The Interior Castle by St. Mm, Teresa of Avila. If you don't have a graduate degree in theology, or at least that level of understanding, reading comprehension, it's going to be really tough and challenging to parse out what she's saying. Or St. Ignatius of Loyola, his discernment of spirits. There's so there's there's great information that the church has on the Holy Spirit and how to have a relationship with him, but there wasn't a lot of information for the everyday average Catholic who could, you know, between dropping their kids off at school and taking them to soccer practice, could read and learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The second thing is because of the rise of Pentecostalism, there's a lot of teaching about the Holy Spirit from a Protestant philosophy and a Protestant perspective, which is in total, contra- well, not always total contradiction, but a lot of it philosophically is opposed to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Hmm. So there's, and, and a lot of great Catholics who are charismatic are going to these Protestant resources. They're finding them very fulfilling and very uplifting. And because they've got a great educational background, they're able to separate the wheat from the chaff, keep the good, reject the bad. But that's not necessarily true for all Christians that Mm -hmm. that we're, we're working with. So Father Michael and I, we were really committed to trying to make it easy to understand Walk a walk an ordinary Catholic who says, "I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit." Like, I want to know what it's like when Jesus says, "My sheep know my voice; they know me and they follow me." Like, when when Jesus says that, I want to know what that's lived out practically. How mm-hmm. how I can how I can know that I'm hearing God in prayer. How I can discern 
what's the next step to take in life? What God's asking me to do? How can I grapple with the suffering that's in my life and where God is, where, where is he in that? Um, and so what, what we did is we worked on this project where we just collected the church's teachings on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, specifically this supernatural dynamic, the, the mystical side. So the gifts of prophecy, healing, wisdom, knowledge, and we put it together in this book. It became a class, which can be taught over a weekend. That's our Holy Spirit 101 course. Initially, it was just to teach a Catholic how to yield to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and discern the gifts of the Holy Spirit as they're growing in relationship to the person of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And as it grew and evolved, we saw that once Catholics understood that they had this friendship with God and that God wanted to just pour himself out into them and use them and cooperate with them and participate with them in his evangelization work, well, now these Catholics wanted to do something with it. So we started our night of healing where we had uh, prayer teams available and individuals that wanted to share their, the gift of their relationship with God with others would pray on prayer teams. And that since it's evolved as, as the need in the community has evolved, the ministry itself has evolved. So originally it was just teaching Catholics about who is the person of the Holy Spirit? How do you have a relationship with them? How do we understand these supernatural charisms? And then it became okay, let's do prayer teams. And it became, well, let's have a private prayer ministry. And then now the Catholics of Mary Immaculate, the Arise community, like they want to go, they want to go deep. And so mm. there we have Deborah here and she's doing Bible studies. And um, what, what did you call it? Spiritual reflections or? It's a theological reflection. Theological reflections. Yeah, mm. and it's, it's really beautiful just how, you know, the Holy Spirit, he's so dynamic and he works in us individually according to our personalities. And I'm seeing that manifest in this Arise ministry umbrella. If I could just take what Deborah had said earlier, how I would have described Arise is I would say Arise is an umbrella ministry for charismatic ministry at the parish. So the, the primary angle is the individual's relationship with God through the person of the Holy Spirit. And so however that is going to manifest, if it's going to be Lexio Divina in a Bible study, if it's a healing prayer team, if it's receiving healing prayer, if it's attending workshops on prophecy and discernment of spirits, and anything that would fall within that charismatic umbrella mm -hmm. would be the domain of the Arise ministry. All right. Uh, wow, wow. Really great answer. <laughs> Boy, that, that was a very thorough. That was awesome. Holy Spirit 101 is going on next weekend. And it's going to be at Mary Immaculate Church, uh, Friday, May 26th, beginning at 6 p.m. through Saturday, uh, May 27th at 5 p.m. And uh, and either one of y'all can jump in on this, but it looks like you're taking, uh, well, according to the information that I, that I was sent, a seven-week training program, and this is what you were just alluding to, Tori, and packing it into, like, Oh yeah, a day. Uh, basically, uh, about um, uh, about twenty four hours. Like, I think the greatest gift you can give yourself is a deeper relationship with God, and 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 a confidence that you know who God is in your life and how He speaks to you. And this retreat is it's ideal for the working person, the busy person, because you do get all that content and you get all that the practicum time. So what I love about this retreat is it's not it's not like you're sitting and you're listening to someone just talk at you. For an entire day because that's exhausting and then you get tired because you're sitting in your chair <laughs> mm -hmm. no this retreat it's it's active because it's about your participation your relationship with god so you'll hear this 15 minute talk and then you have to get up and you have to pray and you have to practice 
listening to God in prayer. And you're given very specific prompts. We try to create these environments of receptivity to the Holy Spirit. But really, the retreat isn't about you sitting back and absorbing like a sponge. The retreat is like WD-40 on your creaky spiritual bones. <laughs> and we're just trying to get the blood moving so and, and get your faith life moving forward. I love forward. that analogy. That is great. Uh, Deborah, tell us about uh, the, the, the responses that you've had, people who may, may not have a background, they're in that 50% that don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit right now, they come to something like this. What do you hear after a Holy Spirit 101? Uh, what, what kind of response or feedback do you get? Well, I mean, I, I think that the response is, um, like, how do I get more? Where mm-hmm. where do I go with this next? And I think that's going to be kind of one of our focus um, with Arise Ministries and adding more things under the umbrella to continue what we've started with this. But, I mean, people are hungry for prayer. I I think that from a night of healing perspective, I'm standing in the narthex every night. So these people are going and praying with people who've been trained at the Holy Spirit 101, and they're coming out, and they're coming up to me and saying, thank you for overseeing this. They're like, I have never had someone pray with me, and I have so much peace. Well, Mm -hmm. peace is a consolation of the Holy Spirit. They had Mm -hmm. an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And, I mean, like, they're coming back every second Wednesday of the um, of every month to experience this. And so, you know, yes, they're drawn to adoration. Yes, they're drawn to confession, but they're drawn to people who are operating in their charisms. And in fact, when you find people that are operating in their charisms, people are drawn to you. That's one way of evangelizing. I really think that as we increase that number of the 50% up to closer to 100%, we're going to see the supernatural in our day-to-day lives. We're going to see people who can't say science <laughs> tells us that how things work. They're going to be going, what is this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we've been reading all these stories throughout the Easter season of Jesus worked miracles and preached the gospel. As we are doing both in our cooperation through yielding to the Holy Spirit, letting Him work in our lives, letting helping us be Christ to others, we're going to be able to see a new evangelization in the world. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's really exciting that this next retreat is Pentecost weekend. Mm. So you're going to spend Friday yeah. and Saturday learning about the Holy Spirit and yielding to um, His power and love within you, and then you're going to go celebrate Pentecost the following day or even that Saturday night afterwards if that's what you want. Yeah, very nice. And, Tori, I, I see as far as what you'll learn in this retreat, there's a lot here as far as intercessory prayer, deliverance prayer, discernment, discerning prophetic words, gift of tongues, healing prayer, and how to pray for miracles. Um, talk about some of those. And these, these I think, are the charisms that maybe Deborah is talking about. Uh, do people come and say, you know, I want to know what my charism is, and maybe if I come to this weekend, I'm going to find out through prayer. And, uh, you know, what, what, what should people's expectations be? Yeah, I, actually, you brought up one of my favorite soapboxes to stand on. <laughs> so thank right, you well, for that stand opportunity. On it. <laughs> All right, one, one of my big pet peeves is uh, a really poor spiritual theology, Trinitarian theology that just permeates Catholic culture today, which sounds like this. I want to know what my spiritual charism is. Mm-hmm. Now, in some degree, there there are we, we do have charisms in that some people have person well, I don't, not a personality, but we do have charisms, we do have ministries. But when it comes to these, I would say the Second Corinthian charisms that Saint Paul's talking about, Saint Paul lists nine supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, and when he listed the nine, and that's knowledge, wisdom, uh, 
prophecy, healing, miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues. It was th- those mm-hmm. gifts there. When he lists those nine, the reason he listed them is he said that these nine gifts need to be present in a parish community. And if they're not, it signifies a weakness in the church's power. These are the nine, I would call them evangelization oriented, charismatic gifts. These are gifts which are outward. They're not sanctifying gifts. They build up the church and they're manifestations of the Holy Spirit, which means they're passing gifts. It's a passing power. It's Think of it as it's you and the Holy Spirit 100% together, cooperating together, manifesting in that moment, healing, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge. So in that degree, you don't possess this kind of charism mm-hmm. as you would possess a charism of administration <laughs> or uh, intelligence or something like that. Uh, this is a, it's a passing manifestation that requires active participation. And if you have been baptized and confirmed, if you've been initiated into our Catholic faith, you have received the fullness of the person of the Holy Spirit, which means that you have the potential within you to yield to his power in any way that he desires, mm-hmm. so long as you're cooperative and obedient. And the Spirit will manifest through you, with you, alongside of you, in any way, if it's for the building up of the church and and if it's for the good of the person that you're praying with before you. So if you come to this retreat, what we're going to do, what, what Deborah's going to do, what the team is going to do is uh, rewrite that philosophical understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. And instead of saying, oh, I want the gift of healing and I'm just going to learn about healing to actually come forward and say, I want a relationship with the Holy Spirit and I want to be prepared to participate with him in healing, discernment, prophecy, whatever way he wants to move with me Mm -hmm. in bringing the truth to this person that I'm praying for. Because I, I, one of the things I've seen, we've been doing this for six years now, and it's just anecdotal data because it's my own personal data. But I have never seen one person exclusively operate in only one gift. Instead, mm-hmm. I see people operating in a variety of these nine charisms. And, and what's the common denominator? Their willingness to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and the good of the person that they're praying for. All right. So would that say, yes. from what you just said, that everybody, every baptized and confirmed uh, Christian has the potential yes. for all of them. Yes. I mean, yeah, right. And, and, and it doesn't mean they'll get them all necessarily, but at least you need to keep it open. And, and I, let the Holy and I would change the language. I wouldn't say it doesn't mean we get them all. It, it means we may not be able to participate with God in manifesting them all. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a co-participation. So it's you and the Holy Spirit working together to make that gift manifest. Well, and I would add on that, too, because I see it as one of the reasons that maybe we don't have them all is that we're interdependent. Mm. But as a part of the body of Christ, we're not just cooperating one-on-one with the Holy Spirit, but together. Yes. As the body of Christ, we're building up each other, we're building up the unevangelized, and that it's it's a way that we are interconnected and living the fullness of life that Christ promised by being in communion with him, which means being in communion with each other. Which is bringing back, like, what are one of the big fruits of this retreat? The things that I see is that when people leave, they have deeper 
friendships with the other people that have been on this retreat. And mm. those friendships seem to last. It's very similar, what I think, to those axe retreats. I mean, I know some parishes still do it. They're like, that's my axe brother, and that's my axe sister. And they, <laughs> they have like this special, it's like a sorority yeah, almost. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm an axe 52 yeah. or axe 31. Yeah. Well, I, I see that with these Holy Spirit 101 retreats, that people will go on these retreats, they'll have these encounters with the Holy Spirit, and then these friendships you never thought would form because they're people from different backgrounds, different races, different demographics unite in their love of of Christ and the gifts of the spirit and these communities develop. Yeah. And uh I I'm I'm sensing that one of the uh fruits, you know, is that and and I use that um loosely is is there's a certain freedom when one lets go and just lets the Holy Spirit take over and you really become who you're meant to be, right? But through your confirmation, and uh, are, are a lot of us just keeping that stifled because we don't have the openness, we haven't either learned it or we haven't uh, really allowed the Holy Spirit to really animate us? Would that would that be a, a good way of putting it? Yeah, I would say the goal of Christian life is divinization. And mm-hmm. Divinization is going to be this ultimately perfectly achieved, of course, in heaven. But the more we conform ourselves to the image of God, the more divinized we are, the more mm-hmm. fully alive we are, the best version of ourself we are. And that only happens. And I'm not supposed to speak in absolutes, but I think I can speak in an absolute here. That only happens through the power, the our cooperative participation with the person of the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, we are down so, to our last couple of yeah. minutes. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you, Deborah, here in just a moment. Uh, Holy Spirit 101 is going on uh, next Friday, May 26th, beginning at 6 p.m. and through Saturday, May 27th at 5 p.m. Mary Macca Catholic Church in Farmer's Branch. I have in studio uh, Tori Harris, uh, founder of Arise Ministries, and also Deborah Weldon, who's a volunteer team leader for Arise Holy Spirit 101 retreat is going on. So uh, before we, uh, I'll come back to you, Deborah, but just some of the nuts and bolts. Uh, I see that the cost is $55. That includes textbook and, and meals. Boy, that, that's, a, that's a bargain. <laughs> Scholarships are available. If people want to sign up, what should they do? So, I mean, I'm, I think that we're going to post the, um, bar, the barcode, oh, QR on, code? Yeah, the yeah, QR code QR. on yours. It's also, if you go to maryimmaculatechurch.org um, and go to the events section, scroll down to the May 26th date, you can click on it and that'll t- give you the information you're looking at. You can click on the registration button from there, um, or you can just email me at arise at maryimmaculatechurch.org and um, we can help you get connected. But we'll be putting the information on the GRN website um, so, so that people have access our, our to Facebook the link. Page. Our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah. so that. Um, they, the link will be in there as well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a picture of y'all. We'll put a picture up. <laughs> we'll do the link. Uh, you guys Yay. can register straight from that. Uh, all right. Well, great information. Uh, you wanted to say something else as yeah, well. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, uh, I don't know about most people, but I myself have a problem with charismatic. I don't know why. I keep praying about it. And, I, you know, I would just say that charism means gift. And if we're going to be receiving, um, be open to the Holy Spirit, then being open to gifts is perfect. I actually haven't yielded in a prayer group situation to these gifts, but I've continued to pray. I continue to be open. We find that my best skill set is being the administrator of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And But it's, it's 
it's really a stepping stone. So don't be afraid of the word charismatic if you're kind of like me and had a bad experience in your past. It's really about relationship with the Holy Spirit and gifts. Yeah, well, I, I was going to ask about that because I think there is a certain intimidation level. Some people are like, oh, that's not me. And they, they maybe have this image of the Pentecostal preacher on TV and yeah. run, running around no. like crazy. But uh, yeah, Tori, you're going to say something else? Well, to that, that was one of Father Michael's great concerns when we were starting this program was the making sure that we were anchored to the teachings of the church and adhering to the teachings of the church. So this, what the curriculum that you'll get if you come on this weekend retreat is not an ordinary charismatic curriculum. It's been approved by Cardinal Kevin Farrell, uh, who's at the Dicastery of the Lady and Family Life. Bishop Bob Curver was the one who reviewed the content for, he was our censor laborium. So I mean, this is a, and then, and then since then, countless bishops have looked at it mm-hmm. and approved it as we've taken it to other cities and other states. So it's it's very vetted. And if if you're worried, buy buy the book on Amazon and read through it. And I promise that alone will avail your fears and get you really excited for the retreat coming up. All right, just email Deborah Weldon D E B R A. Well, it's uh, arise. Uh, oh, uh, arise. But that's who it'll go to, yeah, right? Go, it'll go go, go to Weldon. you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm just telling who it'll go to. <laughs> arise at maryimmaculatechurch.org. Arise at maryimmaculatechurch.org. And uh, as Deborah mentioned, you can just go to maryimmaculatechurch.org. Go to the events tab and click and find Arise. And you can also go to our DFW uh, GRN Facebook page and. Give me about 30, 45 minutes, and I'll